You're 
So, I started writing this message, and I started writing this message to talk to you all about the eighth year. And as I arose this morning, God gave me that song, and I tried to shake it because I had never paid attention to all the words. So I tried to shake it, and I'm saying, God, what is the word in due season? What is the exact word that you would like me to articulate? What is that rhema? What is that thing that you would like me to say? The instruction. Because we understand that we're in the eighth year. So I sat down after I arose and I'm doing my makeup. He said, the instruction is, don't faint. So we read the Psalms earlier, and he talked about how David said that he would have fainted, except unless he believed to see the goodness of God, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so today God comes to minister to a people that are having some heart issues, some people with some heaviness on their hearts, some people who are carrying disappointment, some people who hope deferred had made the heart sick. I just want you to know that God loves you so much. He says, I love you so much that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. I know the plans. I've got it. I've got it under control. I know the plans that I have towards you, the thoughts that that I have towards you and their thoughts of good thoughts of peace and not of evil and you have an expected end and that expected end is just simply you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living you're going to live to see it I know there's death all around you I know there's a grieving people here he says but you're going to make it you're going to live to see it I understand that we have things on a calendar. And I understand that the Bible says hope deferred has made the heart sick. So we had anticipation of some things happening. And then when we, what we wanted to happen didn't happen. We had all types of chaos break loose. But the things that we were anticipating, the things that we were expecting, the things that we wanted to go down, it seemed like we couldn't kill nothing, wouldn't nothing die. I mean, how many people am I talking to today? I mean, if it's you, say, ouch, you know, my. If it's you, ouch, you know, my. How many things did we see around us that just did not happen? So today, God just wants to remind you. He just came to, to talk to you about the goodness of God in the land of the living he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil, and you haven't expected him. I understand that. So sometimes we get in these places, 
and we're in these spaces and we have these experiences and we don't understand the journey and we feel like that everything against us is working, everything is working against us. But sometimes those very things that we think are working against us are actually working for us because he says that he works all things after the counsel of his own will. So now I want you to just take a quick moment and look over the things that you have been going through to assess the journey and understand that it was working for your good. And I was telling somebody the other day, sometimes when things keep happening to us and they on repeat, sometimes God is not trying to punish us. He's trying to get something to us. But there's some lessons that we've got to learn in order to hold on to that that he wants to do for us. So then we have these lessons that just keep coming back to back. And we say, oh, the enemy is using them. Oh, something is coming against me. Oh, this thing keeps happening. How about we give the enemy too much credit? How about it was God all along? How about it wasn't the enemy? How is it Pookie, Ray Ray, and them and you in the middle? How you, it's all about them and never about you. So I want you to take a moment out and take an introspective look at you. The last time you went through the same thing with somebody with different fingerprints, the same financial situation, the same crisis, the same alarming situation, what happened? Was it about them or was it about you? What's the lesson? Because in order for us to fully walk into the new beginning, in order for us to have and be able to not only receive what God has for us, we got to be able to hold on to it. We got to be able to, before he enlarges us, he's got to make sure that the foundation is sure. So if he gives you what you need now and what you want now, I remember years ago, I said, God, what is taking so long? Because I've been in this walk a very long time. We've been doing this about 30 years now. I've been doing it about 30 years now. I said, God, what is taking so long? What is the hold up? He said, now, now Jesus, listen. Now, hope deferred and made the heart sick over and over again. I done happy, glad, mad, sad, all in the same sentence. I mean, I have had all these emotional responses. He said to me something so simple. And so I'm going to help you to make that transition today. He said, I couldn't just prepare it for you. I had to prepare you for it. So today, let me help you to help you so you can get there. Let him prepare you for it because he's doing his part. But now you got to yield and do yours. The Bible says we prophesy in part. We understand. We know in part. So sometimes we just get these little pieces of the puzzle. And then we say, oh, God, you done failed us. Oh, God, you didn't show up. He said, but you ain't done your part. How many times God give you something to do when you started and didn't finish? You ain't even gave me nothing to bless. You wanted to fall out the sky. I, you just wanted to just bust through the ceiling. I, I, I know I'm, he's in the miracle working business and everything, but, uh, you know, uh, he said faith without works is dead being alone. We done threw our faith in the closet. We done threw the project in the closet. We done threw the idea in the closet. We have thrown it all in the closet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I decree and declare that you all have the anointing of the finisher. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that you will finish what you start. I bind up procrastination today. I bind up delay today. In the name of Jesus. 
I bind up self-doubt and the lack of confidence. I bind up identity crisis today. I bind it up in the name of Jesus. In the name, I bind up every stumbling block. In the name of Jesus. Every self-sabotaging spirit. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of poverty over your mind. In the name of Jesus. I bind it up today. I bind it up today. In the name of Jesus. I lose clarity over you today. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done and not yours on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I think that we've been responsible for considering our ridiculous selves. He says we have these hidden treasures and earthen vessels that the excellency would be of him and not of us. We keep looking at us. We understand we blind, crippled, and crazy. God knew when he told you to do it, you was blind, crippled, and crazy. And he told you to do it anyway. Why? Because he hid something in you that you don't even know about. He hid something in you that you have not discovered. He hid something in you that he wants to reveal to you. But you so busy considering your vessel. Hmm. Yep. That's the message. That's the message. Am I in your house today? Because I know I've been in mind with the same, you know, because sometimes we grow up and we say, okay, people done told us what we couldn't do, wouldn't do, shouldn't do, can't do, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, you ain't, you can't, you can't. You hear that so much. So much that that thing takes root in us. And we start measuring ourselves up to what man says and what not, what, not what our creator says. We measure ourselves up to others' expectations and not the word of God. Oh, in the name of Jesus. But we are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people. And some of y'all think that your differences is a problem. Baby, your weakness is not a, that's, that's your weakness when you want to be like every, that's weak to want to be like everybody else. Your peculiarity is your superpower. Why we all walking around trying to be duplicates of one another? Baby, you better embrace your difference. They ain't going to like you no way. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. So today God wants to say to you, don't faint. Don't faint. Don't think just because it didn't work in that season that it won't work. Don't think that it because it didn't work in that season that you're inadequate. Don't but think, don't think that just because it didn't work in that season that God lied. With God, timing and seasons are everything. Everything. Sometimes we've gone out to do things before it's time. Sometimes we've gone out to do things with the wrong people on our ship. He said, throw Jonah overboard. Instead, we married him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Oh, I don't you know my dear. I got a king now. Okay, next chapter. <laughs> oh. But God, we thank you for a refreshing of your people today. 
in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, and we thank you for renewed minds on today. God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for your people today in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for restoration, oh, God. I thank you for restoring the vision, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that though the vision tarry, they will wait for it. It shall not tarry, that it will surely come, oh, God. God, we thank you for your people being a season of the vision surely coming. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, understand the times that we're living in. Understand that we're in a time where God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. So I don't care what it seems. I don't care what you look like, baby. You're all flesh. So you're the ones that God desires to use in this season. So the gentleman last night, he spoke on it. He said, I, I, I don't care what it looked like. I don't care if God called you to preach, preach. If he called you to crip walk, crip walk, whatever he called you to do, do it. Whatever God, because in this hour, we understand, we, and you know, the Bible talks about the sons of Issachar. And how much more time do I have? The Bible talks about the sons of Issachar. And he talks about them being able to discern the time. So I want you all to take a good look at the time that we're living in. What does this look like to you? Does it look like Jesus just might be on his way back? Does it look like he just might be on his way back? Because if I recall, he destroyed the world for less. If you see the fighting in Israel, we see the wars that's going on, if we see the wars and the rumors of wars, if we see what's going on, then we can discern that we're in a different time. How many of you feel like you're in a space that's unfamiliar? Like, I don't even know the world that I'm living in. Who are these people? Did I just move to Mars? What is going on? It is such an unfamiliar time. Understand that God is looking for a way to bless us because he's got some promises for the body of Christ. He said that the wealth of the wicked will be laid up for the just, and we've been waiting on that transfer. So God is looking for us to do and to be, to become, to complete, to finish, to stand up, to become sons. He's looking for us to be available He's look, and so it's not just in ministry. He wants you to be available in the marketplace. He wants you to be available in marriage. He wants you to be available in your community. He wants you to be available in the highways and byways. He's looking for an available people, and he wants to pour out his spirit upon what you do. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to multiply and replenish the earth in the name of Jesus. That's what he wants. He wants you to fully occupy until he comes. You know, sometimes we, as believers, we, we talk about, oh, baby, we're going to find us a home in glory. But God said, I'm just not going to give you a home in glory. I came that you may come and you may have life more abundantly. You know, not just life, but that more abundantly. So he wants us to have full lives. But at the end of the day, he says, take the responsibility back. What is your part in you having an abundant life? And where you gave up hope, I restore hope today. I restore hope in the name of Jesus. I, I give you freedom today for he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. For he who, I speak to your spirits today, for he 
ideas in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And stirring up creative power in his people. So he says, don't faint. Don't faint when it don't start out like it's going to finish, like it's going to end up, but it's going to be worth it. He said, don't be distracted by the wiles of the devil. Understand Satan's devices. He said, but don't faint. He said, because I'm coming. I'm coming to rescue you. I'm coming with the provision. I'm coming with the provision for the vision that I gave you. You think when I didn't, when I gave you the vision, I didn't know how to provide for it in the name. You think I didn't know the way that you should take? Seek me for the rest of the instruction. Seek me for the rest of the parts. Yes. So to the grieving, he said he would comfort they that mourn in Zion. So God, we thank you for being a comforter to your people today. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Don't faint. Don't matter what it looks like. Stick to the plan. Don't matter what comes, don't drop it this time. When you go pick it up, don't drop it. Be steadfast and unmovable. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. I know he said he'd make your name great. I know he promised you prosperity. I know he promised you abundance. I know he said he would give you new keys. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know you don't have the car you want, the house you want, the life you envision. I know it ain't what he said yet. He said, don't faint, just stick to the plan. Don't faint, just stick to the plan. Stay the course, stay the course. Don't faint, don't faint, don't give up. Don't faint, don't look to the right. Don't listen to the naysayers. 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 Don't listen to the naysayers don't listen to the naysayers don't listen to the naysayers don't oh my god and I had started out talking about numbers and talking about how Caleb said that we, we, we're more than able to take the land we're well able to take the land you know they sent them out God told them to send told Moses to send folks out and go spy out the land and they went and they spied out the land and they looked and saw and then they came back and said Oh my goodness, we scared. <laughs> oh my, you got to watch who you talk to about your vision. Oh my goodness, we're like grasshoppers. Who told you that? Who told you you was a grasshopper? Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Watch who you talk to about your vision. When folks start talking to you crazy about your vision that God gave you, let's talk about basketball. Well, we ain't got to talk about that. We ain't got to talk about that. Sometimes you got to walk in silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to walk in silence. And you know what's so funny? Because part of when you talk about the year 2023, part of what's aligned with 2023 is not just the year of completion. There's a part of 2023 that also talks about walking in silence. Because some things that God wants to do for you quietly. You don't have to broadcast it. Silence is golden in this hour. Hmm. Little nugget. Little, little something extra. Little something extra. All right, all right. I pray you all felt encouraged today. 
in the name of Jesus. I pray you all were encouraged today. So it's funny because now my husband and I just brought a new vehicle. I got ready to get in that vehicle. And um, that sucker wouldn't start this morning. And so I just want to give you all a little testimony. Is it mind if I sit down and talk? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good in that two minutes. I'm good in that two, no, two minutes. I sit down. I want to give you all a little testimony, okay? And it's just to talk about your stick-to-itiveness and the importance of sticking with the vision. It's just a little testimony, and okay, don't want to run over. So... 2016, my team and I, I started a mental health facility on the east side of the state. It took us two and a half years to get funded. I worked five jobs trying to get it off the ground. My team showed up because we were one. So where, where there's unity, there's strength. When the people are one, nothing can be denied them. So unity in this hour is important to your building. Find you somebody that you can agree with. So... They, turned, they showed up 22 days a month. They weren't moved. 22 days a month for two and a half years, they didn't get paid. They worked as volunteers. We had clients from the first month. The building we were in was like, okay, rent-free. We brought the building up to code. My mother invested. We brought the building up to code. Guess why it didn't move? Because the person that was our mediator between our facility and the, and the state wouldn't move it. She wouldn't move it off of her desk. And she says to me, you believers need to do what believers do. She was hoping that after two and a half years that we would give up. She was hoping that we would faint. But I'm going to tell you about consistency and diligence when it did not two and a half years. Why in the world am I going to stick with something for two and a half years? You mean I'm working like this for two and a half years and nothing? You mean they come into work two and a half years and nothing? Absolutely nothing. But I'm going to tell you about God because we were one, because we were walking in obedience. We were doing what he told us to do. God sent a king. When I tell you the girl that wouldn't allow that thing to move that was our mediator, he changed her boss's 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 boss, the CEO of the company to somebody we knew. He says, you know what? We got in contact. We found out he was the one. Now, this is in the midst of, okay? He found out God sent him just for us. So when she decided she wouldn't move, he put him in position. And so he said, I will walk it through myself. This little angry woman, after he walked it through and put it on the desk, she went and took it back off the desk. I called him and I said, oops, I'm sorry, but uh, there's a situation. He says, oh, okay. He went and took it off her desk. When she went on vacation, put it on the desk. When she came back, we were approved. Two and a half years later, two and a half years later, two and a half years later. So let's fast forward. 2023, here we are at the end of September. Okay? Our day program going fine. Program going fine, right? We renewed our contract September, blah, 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 blah. September 28th, we renewed our contract. Okay? Right? The people who were coming to our program, the homes that were coming to our program, they lost their contract. September 29th, they told us. October 1st, when the fiscal year 
renewed, we didn't have a client. I went down, met with my staff. I said, you know what? Don't faint. <laughs> I said, I came in with the exact instruction. I sat down with my team. We sat at the table. I said, don't be moved. Don't be moved. I talked to my husband. We purchased a van. We took it on the, me and my aunt and my mom. We took it to the other side of the state. And so by the first week, we had two clients. By the second week, we had six to eight clients. By last week, we had 14 clients. But um, I'm just saying, we got others on the table. But I'm going to tell you, but what would have happened? I told my staff, I said, we're not laying nobody off. We not, nobody is going home. We're not shutting down. Faith without works is dead. We're expecting to move. God, I said, so I asked the team, I said, so what, are they, what is God saying to you? He said, this is our new beginning. I said, exactly. But let me tell you a secret. There's some people that I couldn't even share that with. I couldn't even tell my accountants what was going on. I couldn't even tell people who were going to speak negative what was going on. I didn't, anybody who was opposed to it, I couldn't even talk about it. Because you understand, see, as the CEO, you know, my staff is in agreement, but when it's payday, they're looking at me. <laughs> and when it's payday, I'm looking at God. So let me tell you. <laughs> Payday happened. I was looking at God. One of my employees worked overtime. You think she got a check? She called back, and the accountant didn't know, so they didn't cut it an overtime check. You think she didn't call me asking for her overtime check? No, that billing was only $1,000. <laughs> think she didn't call look for her overtime? She got her overtime check. But you understand? Understand to whom much is given, much is required. It may not be easy. It may not be easy, and when, when God has promised you much, oh, it's going to be, it's an expense attached to it. It's an expense. You're going to have to give it all. You're going to have to put in that muscle, you know, but don't faint. Whatever you do, don't faint. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your words of wisdom. Thank you for your words of knowledge. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for those who are out there who have a dream and have a vision. And they feel like it's not going to come to pass. But we ask you, Lord, to give them some stick to itness. Let them trust you and not trust themselves. Know that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all they can ever ask or think. Thank you for the anointing that you gave us through Christ to believe in you to trust in you, to have confidence in you, knowing that everything belongs to you. And since you're in charge, we don't have to worry. We don't have to faint. We don't have to give up because we know that you're able to do. 
what someone else said they won't do. You said, don't worry, I will. We thank you so much for Melanie. We thank you for so much for the gift you've given her. We ask you, Lord, to continue to bless her life. We ask you to continue to strengthen her marriage. In the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to let her business continue to flow. Lord, we ask that prosperity come all over her life, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for being with her. When others have doubted her, use with her. Thank you. Lord, now we ask you to put your arms of protection around all of us as we move forward. And we're going to leave with Proverbs. So as you prepare to bless the Lord in your giving, remember you will never suffer when you give. And as you give to God, God always give back to you, good measure pressed down and shaken together. He told us men would give unto our bosom. God is going to bless people to bless you. He said, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor both with God and people. You will never, never, ever, ever lose as long as you keep God first. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Thank you, Lord. Give us traveling mercies, Lord. Bless us, Lord. Thank you for this appreciation this week. Thank you for the team that came together that blessed us. We're so appreciative of everything that so many people have done for us. But we're going to open up the altar for those who would like prayer. The altar will be open for you. And you can give online. You know how we do it. So we don't talk about it because you guys always support us. Thank you. Can I have a prayer team come forward? Lord, as we leave this place, we never leave in your presence. Let the power of the Holy Spirit guide our life. In Jesus' name, amen. You can see yourself dismissed. The altar is open for there for prayer for those who like prayer.